Oh, hello there, and happy holidays! If you're like me, your mailbox and inbox are beginning to fill with the obligatory year-end updates from family and friends. Exotic vacations, fulfilling careers, the accomplishments of so many perfect children. Ah, tis the season. And so, we've collected a few Christmas newsletters for some festive fun. Names and locations have been changed, of course, because if there is one thing I've learned in all my years, it's that there's always room to read between the lines. And chances are, it's a wonderful lie. You guys, welcome to the final episode of It's a Wonderful Lie Season 1. We're here. Dang, this was so fun. What an amazing journey. We had so many great letters and so many weird (laughs) stories. I was having a blast. Just getting a peek into everybody's life, it made me feel like the Grinch. Like it made me feel like my heart grew three sizes over these 12 episodes. Honestly, I needed it this year. This was a tough year and I had no idea that this was what I needed, but this has brought me so much joy. I've loved how much the listeners have loved it and reached out to us and connected with it. It's just been so fun. And I hope hope we can come back next Christmas and do this. I hope so too. It's just been so fun to goof off a little bit in what has been such a serious year. It's been a difficult year and this has been a really nice escape. Escaping (laughs) into other people's lives is really dreamy. (laughs) I know, it really is. And Ashley, I was thinking because in the last episode you said your dad would put like all this like junk in your stocking with like one real gift in there, but you loved going through all the stuff it reminded me of my grandpa who is now in heaven but he used to tell us on Christmas I have not thought of this in so long that every single Christmas they would each get an orange and he waited all year for that orange I'm gonna start crying and because they never had oranges because they couldn't afford it yeah and he would get an orange for Christmas and one time he told me he was like I would hold my orange and I would just cherish it and he was like I carry it around I know I'm crying (laughs) he was like my brothers and sisters would eat their orange right away and he's like I would always save mine but one year I reached into my pocket to feel my orange because I loved it so much and I put my finger right through it because it had rotted because he waited too long and he looked at me and he was like, Holly, always eat the orange. <laughs> and like, oh, and I feel like that's what this whole podcast has been where you were like, hey, want to do something Christmassy? And we were like, yeah. let's do this. Yeah. And then it has been so sweet. We, we ate the orange. We ate the orange. Yay. But I think that's so true. Again, this has been a weird year. This has been a trying year. And I think if this year's taught us anything, I think this Christmas is going to be weird for a lot of people, right? Like so many of us don't get to see the yes. people we normally do. We don't get to... Yeah, we don't get to have the alone. traditions that we're all yeah. so used to. So, I mean, I kind of hope that everyone got a little something out of this and, and felt connected to, even if it's not their own family, to other families, knowing that we're all a little quirky and weird. Yes, and, and if you're alone this Christmas, let us be your family, because we're all alone, too. And may next year's It's a Wonderful Life, may we <laughs> yeah, all be in a much yeah. different and place. Yes. next year, if you guys have your own Christmas newsletters that you want to send in to us next year, you can send those. We actually set up an email in box wonderful lie at audiochuck if you guys want to send along your letters i can't wait i'll start checking it tomorrow this letter i have today is signed from our favorite world traveler big ed kunes k-y-u-n-n-z big ed kunes kunes big ed kunes. i love big ed 
But I think this is the last time we're going to do this, you guys. I'm Ashley Flowers with Holly Laurent. Hey. And Greg Hess. All right, here we go. And let's read our last letter. It's a wonderful life. Greetings, friends and family. It's been quite a year full of ups and downs and new experiences. It turns out this year I've become quite the globetrotter, which, if nothing else, has provided me with plenty of fodder for this newsletter. Quite a year to start traveling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe this is an old one. I don't know. know. This could have been pre-pandemic. He got out of here in January. Good for Big Ed. As most of you know, last year, after 34 years at the shoe barn, I finally (laughs) hit a wall and tendered my resignation. Shoe barn? Do you know shoe barn, Ash? Yeah, of course. I know shoe carnival. What's shoe barn? It's like the same thing. You know, they've got like a BOGO sale every five minutes. (laughs) 34 years at a shoe barn? That's a long haul. That is a long haul. Because isn't it like... I know it's shoe Oh, wait, barn. maybe I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking of Dress Barn and Shoe Carnival. I have no <laughs> idea what Shoe Barn what is. Shoe Barn. Because <laughs> isn't Shoe Carnival, I remember when I lived in Indy, like Shoe Carnival, you go in there and like somebody's on a microphone and they're like, and for 15 more minutes, get over like, here by the brrr, checkout. Spin a wheel, then, yeah. yeah. Really? It's like, oh my gosh, I just needed Chaos. some new joggers. <laughs> oh my God. As Braveheart would say, Freedom! (laughs) As Braveheart would also say, two for one espadrilles. (laughs) Every man dies. Not every man really lives. Not every man has some really good insoles on sale today. (laughs) Not every man can get some Nikes at half price. (laughs) I had saved up a bunch of vacation time, so I decided to use that before looking for a new job. Smart, smart. Go on the shoe barn's dime, baby. After spending basically my whole life in Boston, never traveling anywhere more exotic than Florida and once to San Diego, (laughs) I decided it was time to venture out of the country for the first time to see what all the fuss was about. Now, I would say, (laughs) Big Ed, if you've been to Florida, you've actually been to the most exotic place in the world. So give yourself a little bit credit. Like, yeah, I went down to Florida. I saw an alligator bite a guy's leg off who was on meth. (laughs) It was a great vacation. It was a wicked amount of blood. I had to go get a Boston lager. After narrowing my list down to several hot spots, I finally decided to make my maiden overseas voyage to beautiful Amsterdam. I definitely think this is pre-pandemic because nobody says hot spots. No. <laughs> yeah. no, nobody's Don't trying. go to a hot spot, big head. <laughs> Get out of yeah. there. Free pandemic for sure. Getting there was not too hard. In fact, the flight over there was rather luxurious. Ooh. It turns out my seat came with unlimited on-demand movies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to tell them something, but most international flights, I think you get free on-demand yeah, I movies. I think seat? most flights, period. Like yeah, when I fly totally. to LA or right. back in the day, yeah. Right. I didn't know if that was an upgrade or a glitch, so I just kept my mouth shut and tried to watch as many as I could in case they shut it down. I always love coming back to your seat from the bathroom in the plane. It's just like, ooh, what's everybody what watching? watching? Yeah. yeah, I one time watched all of Creed 2 through the two seat cushions in front of me, had no sound, and still cried in the crying part. I was like, oh my goodness. I was crying. I watched the whole movie without seeing it. Because your seat didn't come with free on-demand movies? I think I was like trying to get work done or something, but I just kept staring through the seats and being like, ooh, Creed 2. I one time also watched like Fifty Shades Darker with like a really curious 10-year-old next to me. <laughs> I was like, sorry, kid. That kid learned something that day. Big guy's like, oh my God, look at this. They got spring breakers for free. 
I stayed at the Radisson Blue Hotel in the Amsterdam city center. The hotel was fine, even if it took itself a bit too seriously. <laughs> I don't think I'm in Boston anymore. That is so, I feel like I can hear this guy like, ah, these guys are pretty pretentious. <laughs> What's all the fuss about Europe? <laughs> the guys at the front desk all had kind of a snooty attitude. <laughs> but if you asked for some of the basics, like a toothbrush, they didn't have it and had to send you down the street. I'm not going to lie. Among all the Euro trash people, I'm probably not supposed to say that, he says in parentheses, I stuck out like a sore thumb. You know what? I agree with Big Ed on this point. You should have a free toothbrush, Radisson Blue. (laughs) (laughs) They speak another language, Ed. Maybe they weren't being snooty. Maybe they were like, um, (laughs) I speak Dutch, buddy. (laughs) You're lucky I'm changing my language to accommodate you. None of these freaking guys even understood a word of English. I had to go all the way down to the packy, get my own toothbrush, come all the way back to the Radisson Blue. This is like when I flew to Rome for our honeymoon. As I had like horseback riding. We got married in the Blue Ridge Mountains and we went horseback riding on my wedding day, like in the morning before. Instead of like having a spa day, we did horseback riding. Anyway, on the plane to Italy, I got chiggers. Like all these chiggers started coming out of my skin. So I was in Rome going to the pharmacia, like reading these things in Italian. And I just bought all these like flea baths and was giving myself flea baths in the hotel and we were like crying. I was like, I worked out for six months to look good naked on my honeymoon and now I'm covered in chiggers. Romance. I was there too. I was there too. The city itself was nice enough. (laughs) Take that, Amsterdam. Yeah, it's no Boston. They said to rent a bike, but I was not going to do that. The food was okay. (laughs) None of these people wear helmets. It's a death trap. Come on, Big Ed. I did go one night to a pretty nice restaurant. I got the sausage, which was okay, but not worth it (laughs) (laughs) price-wise. Hey, what do you guys recommend here that's like, you know, the Dutch thing to eat? Uh, The sausage? Ah, it wasn't that good. Yeah, you can get a hot dog in Boston for like two bucks. I've had a better kielbasa from uh, Aldi's. (laughs) You can tell right off the bat that Amsterdam has a serious beer culture. All right. Everywhere you go, they serve Heineken, which they treat as their everyday beer, basically the equivalent of our Budweiser. (laughs) (laughs) These are the details I need. To me, Heineken will always be a Christmas party beer or something you save for with pasta and cigars with the boys. Oh, well, when in Rome. (laughs) Uh, Well, you're in Amsterdam. (laughs) By the time my trip was wrapping up, I was honestly kind of disappointed. We're already at the end of the trip. He basically got there. He asked for a toothbrush, and then he ate a sausage, and now he wants to go home. (laughs) Got a toothbrush, didn't ride a bike, ate a sausage, felt bad about it. (laughs) It's a real-world traveler right there. Oh, I feel bad he didn't have fun. I wouldn't say disappointed, but I would say a bit let down by the whole thing. That's called disappointment. (laughs) I know. I like like he said, I was disappointed, but I wouldn't say I was disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) But let down is the definition of... You know what? Let's just go with disappointed. (laughs) But then I guess good things happen when you least expect. And that's what happened to me when I met a couple of American women, Kathy and Pat. Okay, (laughs) welcome, ladies. The party's starting. Amsterdam. Kathy and Pat are from New Jersey, and they were in Amsterdam celebrating Kathy's 60th birthday. These two were truly a lot of fun once you got used to the accents. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the master chole. Where do we get a hamburger around here? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's funny how when you're at home, you'd never want to meet someone from New Jersey. <laughs> Big Ed. This he is... like met some friends, but is also crapping on them, like in the same sentence. I love Nobody it. Nobody that... ever wants to meet somebody, somebody from, from New Jersey. Jersey. I feel like that might be the most Boston thing I've ever heard in my life. That's I know. fantastic. It's funny how when you're at home, you'd never want to meet someone from New Jersey. But when you're traveling, it feels like you're suddenly best friends right off the bat. You know what? I'm on Big Ed's side. I kind of don't ever want to meet anyone from New Jersey either. <laughs> this is me from Virginia, and I'm stuck up about it. Take that, Jersey. In fact, they came up and talked to me because I was rocking my socks hat. <laughs> my socks hat gets me in the best talks with people. Now, when I met them, Kathy and Pat are having a grand old time, and they take me to a place called the Easy Times Coffee Shop. Yes, okay. we know what we is know happening. What if get. anyone's been to Amsterdam, you know that's not a coffee shop. Kathy and Pat What is are, it? I have not been to Amsterdam. It's like, don't they have cannabis? Yeah, that's um, where you buy weed. Oh. Oh, he says, if you can guess where this is going, you should probably hide the kids. Yes. <laughs> the sign says you must be 18 to get in. Pat said she was going to use her fake ID. <laughs> uh-huh. Good time, gals. Kathy, on the other hand, said she hoped there wasn't an upper age limit. As you can tell, they were quite funny ladies. Just a couple of comedians. I like these gals. They're showing... I, I think he's about to be not disappointed. These gals kept me laughing. All right. And, well, I don't have to spell out the rest. He got high! Yes. But let's just say the city was looking a whole lot better <laughs> once we got out. Amsterdam is the most beautiful city. There's like canals going through it, people on bikes, little trolleys on the street, old, beautiful architecture. I smoked a giant blunt and now it looks unbelievable. All of a sudden it was as beautiful as Fenway. <laughs> I know this is not what you find in a typical holiday newsletter, but this year has been anything but typical. <laughs> I smoked a spliff with a couple of gales from Jersey. I normally would never even speak to them. Next thing you know, I'm puff puff passing. Yeah, these people are trash. Oh, now I'm high. They're wonderful. Anyway, after a bike ride along the canals, we end up at the Van Gogh Museum, and we're having a fine old time. Or as they say in Amsterdam, the Van Gogh Museum. Oh. Hmm. I'm going from painting to painting, feeling like Peter, Paul, and Mary, until suddenly I come face to face with Sunflower 1889. And on this one, I lingered longer than normal. Yes. He's definitely high. This is <laughs> such, I mean, it, this is what you do. You go to Amsterdam, you get high, and you go to the Van Gogh Museum and look at paintings. What does feeling like Peter, Paul, and Mary mean? I think he's just saying he's back in the 60s. Very uh, 60s reference. Very, very okay. high. Yeah, very I high. think that's cool. his only way of saying I was high. I mean, Peter, Paul, and Mary, I wouldn't necessarily be thinking of them as like the biggest weed smokers. <laughs> yeah. they, they, I know they like saying, didn't they? They sang like, if I had a hammer. But picturing Big Ed standing in front of sunflowers, just like transfixed, is the cutest thing. Yeah. I know. I don't know what to say about it. I've never been what you'd call an art lover. But something about this painting kind of spoke to me. Aww. Literally, as you'll read in a second. Oh, oh no. The sunflowers started talking. <laughs> as I'm looking at this painting, I'm thinking about my last year and all the stuff that had gone down. And suddenly, I'm quite emotional. 
I'm crying in public like it's 2002 and the Pats just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> the last time he cried 18 years ago at the Super Bowl. That is great. And then out of nowhere, swear to God, I hear Abby's voice. Clear as day, she says to me, Big Ed, she says, you're going to go back home. You're going to give my clothes to Goodwill and you're going to start a new chapter. Oh my God, do you think this is his wife? This is the cutest Abby. thing ever now. Oh my gosh, I actually got emotional. Oh, I know. <laughs> Abby's talking to him through a painting. All it took was a little weed. And Listen, Big Ed, here's what you're going to do, baby. You're going to go back home. You're <laughs> going to give said- my clothes to Goodwill. <laughs> oh. Oh, this is the heartwarming letter we needed. <sighs> Start a new chapter. Maybe I wonder if Abby knows about Kathy and Pat. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Boston, New Jersey, not that far. That's right. Maybe Abby made that happen. Yeah, Abby put some friends in his path and said, you're going to start a new chapter. Oh, gosh, Holly's crying. I am getting emotional. Holly's an easy crier. (laughs) Oh, a widower. I love Big Ed. Can you believe that? I'm 5,000 miles from Lowell, and Abby's talking to me through a picture of a friggin' plant. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Well, since I got back, some things have changed and some things haven't. I have friended Kathy and Pat on Facebook, and we're talking about possibly taking a trip next year. (laughs) Although, I'm lobbying for a cruise. This is fantastic. I want the three of them to be traveling the world together for a really long time. Vacation friends. Oh, Holly. Uh I didn't give away Abby's clothes just yet. (gasps) (laughs) I've returned to the shoe barn, but I've kind of got a new lease, and I'm thinking of ways to shake things up. I do love that he was like, she was like, you can give my clothes away. And he's like, I'm thinking about leaving shoe barn. And then he got home and he didn't give her clothes away. (laughs) And he stayed at shoe barn. You know what? Change is hard. I I feel it. it. He made two friends. That's right. As long as you consider change, you don't have to do it all at once. And he he said, I didn't give them away just yet. Yeah, he's thinking. He's like thinking about, and you know what, Big Ed, you take your time. (laughs) I am so moved by this. (laughs) So he's he's thinking of ways to shake this up. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll show up sipping a Heineken in a pair of wooden claws. Can you imagine? No, no, Big Ed. We cannot actually. That's all from me. I hope you all have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Or as I should say, here, you you guys tell me if you can read this. Uh, Vrolic Cursed Feast? Vrolic Cursed Feast. Vrolic Cursed Feast. Merry Christmas. I'm saying it in a German accent, so it just goes (laughs) to show you how much I know. Vrolic Cursed Feast. (laughs) He signed at your favorite world traveler, Big Ed Kuntz. Wow. Big Ed made my heart grow three sizes this day. I also feel like this is definitely an endorsement for cannabis. Like, (laughs) I mean, if I've ever heard one, I'm also kind of surprised that he didn't like come back and get a poster of like that painting and just like get high every night. That is true. Do we have his address? Let's send him a print of Sunflowers 1889. You know what? I'm sure he could go to a local college and find about 32 college students who have it hanging in their dorm room. So. Good thing we live in L.A. I'm going to go get some cannabis and see if any of my loved ones talk to me. (laughs) I miss them so much. Well, there you have it. I hope you find yourself in some far-flung place where a dead Dutch painter brings you a message from the great beyond. Or even just a Heineken. May your heart be as full as a barn full of shoes. And your Christmas gifts be like a Flemish sausage. 
expensive, and just okay. It's a Wonderful Lie is an Audio Chuck original, created and executive produced by Ashley Flowers, produced by and featuring Holly Laurent and Greg Hess. Production assistance by David Flowers. So what do you think, Chuck? Do you approve? Oh.